till these set is finished We'll never stop, we'll never quit We'll never drop, till it's over with We'll never stop, we'll never quit We'll never drop, until these set is Good day everybody, good day, good day Hope everyone is having a good day right now whether we're catching you in the morning, getting up, having your coffee, your breakfast, getting things started. Or we're catching you halfway through your day. Getting through stuff, trial, tribulations, and blessings. But overall, just having a good good day, a good run of it. Or, catching you at the end of your day. Where you are just finally resting, long day of work, errands, and just having a nice meal or spending time with your family. However, we're catching you right now. You're now tuned in to the Blue Book. Presented to you by C-Rip Ministries. And hosted by your boy Blue. Man. You know. This. This message. I'm going to bring. Is such on my heart. Some, such on my heart that I'm doing two messages in one. Okay. We have been talking about the power of God. Where does it reside? Where is the power of God? You can, you can come at me with the blessings and with, you know, um, the miracles and all these wonderful things that God happens to do within your life or others' lives. But to actually invest your time into power of God where does this power at the power has always been right there the problem is with the power of God is that one it's super scary because you have no control over it okay you can't uh, turn it off once it goes it goes um, I mean you can try to shut yourself down when you're in the power of God but good luck on that one because that just it's, un, it's uncontrollable okay but the Holy Spirit is such an independent free willed power that there's not a human breathing that can contain it uh, Jesus was the only one who had any real control over it and it's just because he's, he's half God so he had a little control over it but even him, he says, I'm going to keep my father's promise and I'm going to bring it down so you have that power. No longer will I be here in a physical form. Now you'll have the Holy Spirit or Holy Ghost, some may call it. But this is such a very close topic of mine. Uh, because I was raised in the Pentecost. And Pentecost is not too long from now. And May 31st is the, the, the birth of Pentecost. The birth of Christianity. Pentecost Day. So we're right around a corner from it as far as celebrating it. Uh, but this is the basis behind Christianity. Is the power of God. And it blows me away that people just skirt past it. Like, oh, we'll, we'll just, we'll pray and we'll study the word and we'll, you know, we'll pray for you and whatever. But they don't realize that they're missing the entire power of God. They're missing everything. 
Yes, you can be as close or as far from God as you choose to be. That is all up to your personal preference. But when it comes down to... When it comes down to... The power... Most of us are powerless. We think we have power. But we don't. Because we're not tapped into the power. Our spirits ain't plugged into that power source. We're just kind of like teasing it. Maybe a little zip from it. Because the power without being in the Lord, without studying and being into the Word, is over-consuming. Some say, well, isn't that a good thing? Well, of course it's a good thing. Nothing wrong with it. But you have to learn how to take it piece by piece. Plug in. But that's the reason why when you... Okay, when you plug in an le electronic device, whether it's your cell phone, whether it's an appliance, whether it's uh, a radio, whatever, usually that electronic instrument that you're plugging in has an adjuster of how much you can actually put on or put off, like volume control, like a microwave hat, you, can, you, know, you, you don't have to touch it, you, you push a button, it powers on, turns off. Um, a refrigerator has a settings on it. You can see how cold you want it, how, how not cold you want it. A stove, you can adjust the power, how hot you cook it and everything. All those have adjustments to what the power source is giving. You can put as high as you want or as low as you want. Jesus, or the Holy Spirit, is the exact same way. You plug in, but the Word of God right here, this thing right here, this tells you, how much is the instructions to it this is the, instructions of the holy spirit this tells you how much you can put on and how much you can turn down but if a bunch of believers get together a bunch of holy ghost believers and get that spirit rocking and rolling <laughs> all bets are off at that point filled with the holy spirit it's a fantastic thing it really is a fantastic thing so as we do every episode, every study, we're going to do what we always do, the pledge. I pledge allegiance to the Christian flag and to the Savior from whom kingdom it stands. One Savior, one Savior, crucified, risen, and coming again. With life, liberty, for all who believe. Right. Alright, so, today we're going to be in the book of Acts again. And we're going to be in the second chapter, fourth verse. But we're going to go in for a little narrative first. Okay, so what does Acts 2-4 mean? Immediately before Jesus ascended into heaven, he told his followers to wait in Jerusalem. We've been talking about that, to wait in Jerusalem for the arrival of the Holy Spirit. So it's chill. The Holy Spirit's coming. Chill. That's in Acts 1, 1 4 through 5. We talked about that before in the previous message, in the previous uh, episode. That time has come, and the Holy Spirit has entered the house where they're waiting and touched each one of them with what appears to be a tongue of fire, Acts 2, 1, 2, 3. 
the tongue of fire. That's your escape. Holy Spirit comes in. The tongues of fire is uncomprehendable because it's not a language of earthly value. It's a prophetic words language. Okay? It has nothing to do with any language on earth because it's not an earthly language. It's a heaven language. Holy Spirit comes into you and you release not only through blessings, but through conversation. And if someone's in the spirit with you, when it's rocking and rolling, they can interpret what you say. Now, is it exactly what you think you're saying? No, because you have no idea what you're saying because it's the Holy Spirit. But they can interpret it. It's kind of like when you pray over someone and bless somebody, do you truly know what you're doing? No, you're not doing anything. You're just putting hands on and praying to God. And when that prayer hits that person and that person gets delivered, or healed or whatever, it is not you that's doing it. It is your vessel that's letting the Holy Spirit come through you and through your hand and blessing you. That's how that works. That has nothing to do with a human body contact uh, ability. You're putting hands on somebody so you can get the connection from heaven to body. That's all that is. This is God's vessel he's using to bless. Okay? So when you are, so if this here is not getting the oomph that it needs, Sometimes it happens. What happens is the tongue comes out and you start speaking in an uncomprehendable language that only God knows and God ministers that language to either the person who's going to prophesy and interpret you or it's going to minister to the person who is being prayed for and the heavenly language is going to talk to that spirit and they're going to communicate. It's a it's an enhancer. It kind of like a, a lotion to skin. It brings out the beauty in what you're doing, and that's the beautiful thing about it. Okay, the Holy Spirit is going is giving the Jesus followers the ability to speak in different languages about the mighty works of God. Acts two two Acts two eleven. It's a it's those around that are in the Spirit with you that can prophetically understand what you're saying. Is it, oh, okay, like English, Spanish, German, French. No, it's not an heavenly, it's not an earthly language. It's a heavenly language. Only those that are in there who have a prophetic ear can say, like, for instance, I've been in a, I, I was in a, in a, in a Pentecost uh, service and someone came off and you started, oh, rapa, kaka, rapa, Enthusiastic, yes, but that's what happens when you get overfilled with the Spirit. You get enthusiastic. It happens. Right? So what happened? There was somebody there. There was somebody there who was able to understand the prophetic heavenly language. And after that person was done, or even during the time, they'll go, Lord, Jesus. And they start prophesying that prophetic tongue. Okay? completely normal in the Pentecost movement. Nothing out of the ordinary. So that person, and then either afterwards or, or during, it could happen either way, was like, Father, just bring that demon out or bring the blessing out. And, oh, or someone, or someone will yell out, and someone, can someone interpret this? And then the Holy Spirit's flowing like a, like a washing machine, it's flowing like a tornado. And that person said, well, yes, 
I see signs and I see this and I see that. That is total revival. That is, that is the Holy Spirit, God's power working in a mighty way. Mighty way. No one really truly understands that. It's just, a, it's just, it's beyond human comprehension. Okay. Jerusalem is filled with Jews from many different countries who have come to Pentecost. Come to Pentecost. They want some of this. They want some of that power. Also know as the festival of weeks. So that's in Leviticus 23, 15 through 21. Okay. Not all of them speak the same language. The purpose of the apostles is to spread the message that Jesus' sacrifice makes it possible for people to be forgiven for their sins and to reconcile to God. There you go. To do this on this day, they will need to be able to be understood by the people around them. So, okay, to do this, they had to be understood, okay. 2,000 years later, in a culture that analyzes theology and sometimes over-analyzes theology, the verse brings up two points of debate. Two points of debate in this. The difference between being indwelt by the Holy Spirit versus being filled by the Holy Ghost in the nature of speaking in tongues. Is there a difference between being indwelt by the Holy Spirit or being filled with the Holy Spirit and being able to speak in tongues. Until this very moment, the Holy Spirit did not indwell God followers. He filled them as needed to complete unique missions as prepared for them by God. Some were inspired by the Spirit to accomplish great feats of the art, as in Exodus 31 3 and 35 21. Some to prophesy, Micah 3 8. I think, we, I think we went over that one time. John the Baptist, the last of the Old Testament era prophets, was filled with the, with the Spirit from before his birth, in Luke 1 15, which was how he recognized Jesus when both were still in the in the womb. John, Luke 1 41 44. So, John the Baptist even knew who Jesus was because he's filled with the Spirit since the beginning. He knew. Maybe that there's something to that. Maybe there's something to that. To literally be filled with the Spirit and recognize. That's a good point. Good point. Think about it. Okay? Some people can't recognize heavenly situations, people, blessings, whatever. The Holy Spirit helps you decode it or understand it uh people who have the holy spirit people who have god the holy spirit helps you it's a navigation i've said it before the holy spirit navigates god supervises jesus shows you the way holy spirit navigates i said it before it's, it makes sense okay the filling of the holy spirit was temporary and didn't necessarily happen only to perfect perfectly clean committed believers for example king saul was filled with the, for a short time and even prophesied and that's in first samuel 10 10 through 11 after jesus ascended to heaven god sent the holy spirit to permanently indwell with each believer he seals us identifying us as belonging to god second corinthians 1 2 22 5 5 ephesians 1 3 13 14 and jesus promises the holy spirit will never leave us john 14 16 
Those of us who are indwelt by the Holy Spirit can also experience the filling of the Holy Spirit, as people did in the Old Testament. The Holy Spirit filled Stephen so he could face his death, Acts 7, 55-60. Paul was filled on occasion, Acts 9, 17, 13, and 9, and told us that we should seek to be as well, Ephesians 5, 18, but whatever we are filled with the Holy Spirit or not, Jesus' fathers can rest in the fact that he does live in us. So basically saying, long story short, you don't have to be filled with the Holy Spirit to know Jesus is in you. And that's what 99% of people in the believers do, is they don't, not, they don't have that fill of the Holy Spirit, the extra gift that God gives us. They believe, they read, they do good works. Also, doing good works without the glory of God is basically meaningless. So God is not going to go back and say, oh, you're a good person. He's going to say, what did you do for my son? So basically saying, uh, if you're not doing it for the glory of God, you're basically doing it for nothing. Okay? Um, a lot of people who are Jesus believers and followers say, Jesus loves you when you do something because he does. It's a blessing. Okay? But you don't have to have the Holy Spirit to know Jesus lives inside you. Jesus can live inside you regardless of this Holy Spirit. This is just letting you know that that gift is there. Okay? The more convent, uh, com com conversational issue uh controversial issue brought up in the verse is that the speaking in tongues okay the heavenly language some christians believe tongues are a heavenly language by which we talk to god without knowing what we are saying like i just told you that okay others think it's a way god prophesies to others through us and i think it's both i believe it's both i think it not only is a language of heavenly non non-earthly comprehension and i also believe it's a way of god speaking to us Okay, without really knowing what we're saying. Absolutely. I think it's both. I don't think it's just one. I think it's both. That's how I believe. Others think it's a way, okay, uh, the prophesies through others as well, through us as well. Okay, although it will take someone to interpret to, for people to understand the local words. Yes, I just said that. Someone in that spiritual whirlwind is going to catch that, that interpretation. If the spirit in the Pentecost is moving properly, it's going to catch. And someone in there who has that, I don't care if it's a believer or not, someone is going to hear it, God's going to give them the interpretation, and they're going to speak it. When the spirit is moving the way it's supposed to move. You can't just go, oh, and then like, oh, I know what to say. No, it does not work that way. It's not, that's not the way it works. It works with the spirit moving. Prayer, Holy Ghost, Holy Spirit, moving. Someone will catch that wave, hear that 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 tongues of fire, and interpret it, and it'll be beautiful. Okay. The the passage gives a clear indication, however, the real speaking in tongues means spontaneously taken in a foreign language so those who need to hear it the message can understand what it's saying i also believe that i don't believe one way i believe all these ways i also believe it's also a way to speak to someone uh through spiritual means that has the spirit same spiritual thing gift to interpret it and speak to them i that, that can happen i'm not going to say it ain't okay it's it's not gibberish with people think oh it's not gibberish but you have to be in the spirit. You have to have the spirit on you for you to comprehend what is going on. It is not something you be, oh my God, it's ridiculous. I can't believe he's talking about that. Who's speaking in some type of it? No, get real. Get really real. 
If you don't comprehend the spiritual aspect of what's going on, you shouldn't even comment on it because you don't even understand the basis behind it. You have to be in it to understand it. You get it? It's targeting at someone who understands that speech and it's, and, and, and it's useless if there's no one who can translate or understand that language. So, if you're amongst people and you start speaking it out loud, no one's going to understand it. Just, it's useless. Not to you, it's not useless. Because you know what you're trying to do and you're trying to pray for somebody or you're trying to speak to somebody in a heavenly language. Okay? To you, everyone else, no. Nah, not going to get it because it's between you and God. If someone who is a minister, deacon, pastor, reverend, lays hands on you and starts speaking in that tongues, it's not necessarily for you to understand it. You may, depending if God gives you that ear, and you're in that whirlwind of the Holy Spirit, and you can understand what he's saying to you. Sometimes God will reveal it to you. But if you lay hands on him, and there's, oh, God, see, my mama, see. He is putting some guest gusto on that prayer. He is putting some gusto, some mustard, in, like in baseball. Put some mustard on that. Put some zing in that. That's what he's putting zing in it. If he's doing it properly, not everyone does it this right. If you're doing it properly, he's putting zing on that. Put a little spice on that prayer. Like God just fasten it on him. Like someone grabs you and goes, oh, right. He's putting some oomph in it, putting some power in it. So you feel it. Okay? You don't know what's happening because you feel it. You feel it. Oh, beautiful thing. Beautiful thing. Devout followers of Christ often differ in their understanding of tongues. Well, yeah, it's, that's the reason why there's so many denominations, because people just don't seem to get it. Okay? The issue is not essentially for salvation or the forgiveness of sins. We are free to disagree and live in unity in God's which in church. So you, you don't have to agree on every aspect of God or not God but of the Holy Spirit and everything we all have to we all have to agree on God we all have to agree that there's a God and most Christians agree that Jesus came to earth lived 33 years died on a cross rose came back handed out the spirit left again simple okay so we're going to dive into a little bit of the word. Again, whatever Bible you may choose to have, open it up with a desktop, laptop, laptop, whatever. Whatever version of the Bible you have, open it up. We're going to be in Acts. <coughs> excuse me. 2 4. Okay. Let's get to it. Before we do it, we're going to pray for our food, spiritual food. Father, we thank you. We thank you for the word. We thank you that you have let us open the word up again and to be able to read it, understand it, and comprehend it. I ask that everyone's watching the, watching the video, everyone's listening to this podcast, gets blessed with it. Lead us, guys, and directors in your way. Have us understand, comprehend, and articulate what you're trying to say through your message. We thank you for the Holy Spirit. We thank you for the power of the Holy Spirit. We ask you right now, Father, just to help everyone understand what you're wanting to say and get the Holy Spirit inside their lives. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Oh, my God, what a prayer that was. Okay. So, Acts 2.4. I'm going to Amplified. Follow along with whatever version you have. We'll go over it later on into the version you don't have. Please email us. 
okay? And they were filled, diffused through their souls, through their souls, with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other different language and tongues. Oh, beautiful stuff. And the Spirit kept giving them clear and loud expressions in each tongue appropriated words. That is just beautiful when you're all together and the Spirit's moving and the Spirit's flowing in your heart. Everyone, dude, that is a power unmatched by anything in this world. And you step into that, you're going to get caught right up into that. You're going to be just blessed beyond the rest, above the rest. Holy Lord Jesus. Holy Jesus. Some people are like, you're just out of your mind. You don't know what you're talking about. No, I do know what I'm talking about because I've been a part of it. I've studied it. And it's a very, very, very sacred and very important part of my spiritual walk is the Holy Spirit because that is the power of Jesus and of God. That is the power. That is the power source. The dove comes down and just blesses everyone. Oh, Jesus. Read it again. I'm loving this. this is a, I love this study. They're all filled with and diffused. That means they're put in, just fused with it. Through their souls, actual souls. And the other, in, uh, with the Holy Spirit, and began to speak in other and different language and foreign tongues. To keep, the Spirit kept giving them clear and loud expressions. Uh, in each tongue and appropriate words, just giving it to him, just giving it to him, just giving it to him. Oh, Lord, that's a beautiful thing. That's a beautiful thing. All right, man, I'm going to get caught up in that. I love the Holy Spirit. I love the power of God. It just gets me all fired up. Okay, so the NIV version says this. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. Enabled them. Okay. English Standard Version ESV says, And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. So one says enabled them, the other one says utterance. Utter. It doesn't come as like a, a, a earthly language. It utters. It's, I've had this language for 20 years of my life. 20 plus years. I got baptized in the Holy Spirit in 95. So I've had this 25 years or plus, okay? So it's not a perfection, it's the direction, okay? KJV says, And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Holy Spirit gave them utterance. So he went back to utterance. Then NASB says, And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and be... So now... The KJV says ghost. It's the only version that says ghost. Okay, this one says the Holy Spirit and began to speak with the other tongues as the Spirit gave, gave, was giving them utterance. So the Spirit gave them the utterance. Gave them the utterance. Very different. NLT says this. And everyone presented was filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Holy Spirit gave them the, this ability. Okay, so we got enabled them. We have utterance, and we have the ability. All different ways of saying it. Okay? And the CSB says, 
Then they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other, in different tongues, not other tongues, different tongues. And the Spirit enabled them. Now we got enabling them. That's the beautiful thing about different translations. You get a well-rounded version of it. Now the Amplified, we were, which I'm studying out of it, says, and they were filled with, diffused through their souls with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other different foreign languages, tongues, as the Spirit kept giving them clear and loud expression in each and every appropriate word. Very different way of putting it. Alright. So, let's see. Going through most of these translations, most of them say the same thing. If any of these translations say something different, then I'll definitely let you know. Uh-huh. Okay. So, the Bible in basic English says, And they were all full of the Holy Spirit, and were talking in different languages as the Spirit gave them power. So, they use the word language, not utterance, and the power instead of ability or enabling them. Okay, that's in the, ba the Bible of basic English. Okay. Okay, so this one here, okay, the Lexham English Bible says, and they were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other languages as the Spirit gave them ability to speak out, the, the, the projected, okay utterances okay all right speak 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 utterance utterance okay here we go so the Doman Catholic Bible which is actually the RHE version and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and they began to speak in div div diver uh, tongues according to the Holy Ghost gave them to speak so they said Holy Ghost twice in that one um, gave them the diver depending on how they speak so it's a different way of putting it okay so the New Revised Standard Version talks about the Spirit and began to speak in other tongues in the Spirit that gave them ability. Okay. Uh, okay, enabled them, ability to do this. Okay, so the NIV, we don't know that already. Uh -huh. Okay, so the Young Literals Translation says, And they were fall filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues according to the Spirit which given them to declare. So they use the word declare in this one, to be able to speak and, 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 and put it out there. Okay. The White Cliff Version said the same thing last time. All, all were filled with the Holy Ghost and they began to speak in device languages and began to speak with device tongues as the Holy Ghost gave them to speak. Okay. Alright. And that's it. Okay. So. Acts 2 describes the beginning of the church in three episodes. First, the Holy Spirit comes upon Jesus' followers in Jerusalem, equipping them with the ability to teach in the gospel in different languages. Acts 2, 1 through 13. Second, Peter gives a public declaration using Old Testament prophecy to show Jesus is the long-awaited Jewish Messiah. Acts 2, 14 through 36. Third, people believe. They repent, trust Jesus, will forgive their sins, and agree to be baptized as a public sign that they are now Jesus' followers. Acts 2.37-47, then quickly the church is born. The Holy Spirit is such an important part of, one, your own spiritual growth. Two, comprehension of the word. Okay? Comprehension of the word. Right? So, we can read this all day and night, word for word, and you will get the black and white version of what this word is saying to you. Very simple, not complicated stuff, especially in more understandable English terms, okay? 
When the Holy Spirit goes inside, that's why this book is alive, we pray over it, He opens doors in this that we would not understand if we did not pray and have the Holy Ghost in it. So we pray about it. And we ask God to help us articulate and comprehend His Word. That's the Holy Spirit going into the Word and for us to take the Word and go in between the words and understand what He's really trying to tell us. Not just the black and white, but the entire piece, the entire pie. Okay, Holy Ghost is very important for that. Holy Ghost is very important in healing. When you want to put hands on somebody near the Holy Ghost, chances are that extra kick is going to help the person either heal right on the spot or heal in time. Okay, so the Holy Ghost has those. Praying over the food, you pray over the food. The Holy Spirit has a way of moving on that food and to bless it into your body. The Holy Spirit is the oil that keeps this thing moving. Can you believe Jesus and be a born again Christian without the Holy Spirit? Absolutely. Can you believe Jesus, be uh, uh, have Jesus in your heart and, and be born again and go to heaven uh, without being baptized? Absolutely, that is not required on any form of Christianity. If you choose to be born again, which means accountable for your sins after, and Jesus is your helper to get through this. Before you didn't have him like you thought you had, now you have him, then you know you have him, okay? If you want to build on that relationship, the Holy Ghost is essential to help you fight Okay, it's like going into a gunfight with a knife, or going into a gunfight with a gun. Most people are going to say, I'm going to go and fight with a gun. Okay? You have to understand that going into a spiritual battle without the Holy Spirit is spiritual suicide. Going into a spiritual battle with the Holy Spirit is rear kicker waiting to happen. You're going to go in there, do your thing with the Holy Spirit, and every demon is going to fly like a kite right back to hell. Or find someone else to terrorize. Don't go into a spiritual fight without the Holy Spirit. It's not going to be good for you. That's why a lot of these horror movies and other things find a way to die out and get hurt because they don't have the Holy Spirit. They're going on scripture alone, which without the Holy Spirit, this without the Holy Spirit is just words. With the Holy Spirit, it is absolutely alive. You understand what I'm telling you? Without the Holy Spirit, this is not going to give you what you need. With the Holy Spirit, it's going to nourish your spirit, your soul, and it's going to give you direction in life. Holy Spirit is essential to growth in the Holy in, in God, but you don't have to have it. It's not required. It's just something that is strongly recommended if you want to grow. If you just want to sit back, I believe Jesus. I'm saved, and that's it. Fine. No one gonna bug you. Live your life. Whatever. But if you go through a spiritual war and you a battle and you don't have the Holy Spirit. Good luck. There's a song I once heard from a minister that says, Why am I always babysitting? Why why to pray for you? Why can't you pray for self? That is 100% Holy Spirit led. And I'm not saying that someone praying for you is a bad thing. It's a beautiful thing. But the problem is, is people don't have that power. They don't possess that Holy Spirit power. 
so they're afraid they don't know how to combat evil because they don't have the proper spiritual tools and gifts of the spirit to be able to do it so people run to their pastors they run to their deacons they run every single time that they get a chance to because they don't know how to fight because they don't have to fight yes it is a choice but it's also the only defense we have against evil how about going to war on the ground without guns yeah would it, would it, how far would that get us just don't go to war just stay don't don't don't, don't fight problem is, is that everyone goes through spiritual battles you got to deal with temptation your flesh you deal with uh, the world you do all kinds of things all, all day no matter what you who you are either you watch TV all day or you're out in the world you're gonna find these even today with the COVID-19 the Holy Spirit is ever so important because that is what's going also what's going to keep you from getting sick is praying in the spirit don't just do that though take your vitamins take your precautions do everything physically possible to keep yourself healthy but also understand that also understand that having the Holy Spirit helps you spiritually helps you fight it's a tool aside with all the rest of the tools it's in your toolbox take that hold up God help me God is going to help you <laughs> I love this I love I love this teaching I love, I love the message of the Holy Spirit it, it blesses me everyone out there I I just hope and pray that if you're a believer of the Lord Jesus Christ that you have the Holy Spirit toolbox you'll have that and if you don't I mean it is essential to fight battles in the spiritual realm find a church find someone talk to somebody about some this isn't religion this is so far from religion it is unbelievable this is spiritual warfare without the rules. The Holy Spirit is ruleless. This is not the rules. This is complete warfare in the spiritual realm that a book cannot teach you. The book can tell you what you're going to have, but the fight is wisdom and knowledge. You've got to understand that. This is nothing to do with book, book reading. This is, boom, get out there, fight. Holy Spirit is very important gotta have it if you're gonna if you're gonna win battles not gonna win battles don't worry about it you know what I mean truthful father I thank you father I thank you father for an incredible message the Holy Spirit is so essential to fighting battles and having prosperity in the word and growth we ask everyone out there if you have not been filled with the Holy Spirit or have the blessing of the Holy Spirit or baptized in the Holy Spirit that you find a church and that you seek and you and you find the right ones to help you get there. Father, in Jesus' name, I thank you, Father, for that gift, that precious gift in Jesus' name. In Jesus' absence is the physical person on earth. The Holy Spirit is the presence. And we thank you, Father. Believing sometimes isn't all enough. We need the Holy Spirit to come down and do what it's going to do, whirlwind us. And we thank you, Father, for that. We ask everyone get blessed, and everyone has has prosperity, and are are and are are led by you in Jesus' name, Amen. Guys, it's been wonderful. 
I love this message. And I hope we speak more about it. As we close to the Pentecost on May 31st, we're going to keep on bringing them. And I just love it. I love it with all my heart. Listen to our station. All inspirational. Fantastic station. Non-stop music. U-M-O-L-V.com. U-M-O-L-V.com. Click on the little Wi-Fi blinky logo icon marquee. And you will have 24-hour radio fantastic good music good stuff it's just a beautiful thing follow the right path and you'll be fine need anything email us we'll give you some directions we love you fear respect god follow jesus and let the holy spirit flow through you like a russian river until next time. Until next time. <laughs> and until next time. Jesus. Strong. We'll never quit. We'll never drop. Till it's over with. We'll never stop. We'll never quit. We'll never drop. Until he said it's finished. Thought that was it, right? <laughs>